This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. God can do anything, right? The Bible says that with God, all things are possible. So if that's true, why are we still in the middle of a pandemic? Why won't he just step in and fix this thing? Why does God intervene in some things but not in others? For example, even in the COVID pandemic, why are some people getting off fairly lightly and some people suffering badly? What we've got to understand is that God's sovereign control over his world is not a tight micromanaging of everything that happens. Once God starts intervening in every single human imperfection, you've lost the freedom of humanity. Welcome to Life Words Q&A, the podcast where we don't shy away from the tough questions about faith. I am Claire Bruce, journalist, and I'm glad to say that I don't have to answer today's question because I'm giving that job to our valiant pastor, writer and thinker, David Ray. He's on the phone. G'day, David. G'day, Claire. Good to be here again. Yeah, good to have you. This question that we're looking at today is obviously very current. There's never been a pandemic quite like COVID-19 in the world's history. But really, this is an age-old question, isn't it? I mean, people have been asking this in various versions for millennia. Yes, that's right. I mean, the fact that COVID features in this question is really because that's the pressing issue at the moment. But there's many other pressing issues in the past, tsunamis, earthquakes, world wars. And and of course, there's no easy answers to that. Anyone who pretends that there's an easy answer to all this is uh, probably providing the wrong answer. But I just want to make a clarification, Claire, that I think is important for people who talk about God as being all-powerful. I think as soon as we clear that up a little bit, I think it becomes a little bit easier to adopt a better perspective. You see, God, in one way, can't do everything. Some people say, oh, because God's God, God can do everything. I'd say he can't make two and two equal five. Mm. He can't make a square circle, because once it becomes (laughs) a circle, it's a circle, not a square sort of thing. Um, And he can't, for example, refuse to forgive a penitent sinner. Just imagine if we said God can do anything. What that means is God can cease to be God. So there are limits to his power. And how I approach this problem, the existence of evil and injustice and all this sort of thing, is that God is choosing voluntarily to limit his power so as to allow those who live in this world to have their proper freedom. And that has some good consequences and it has some not-so-good consequences. If human beings were all perfect, it'd be absolutely fine. We'd all go along sailing along merrily and doing our own thing and everything's fine, but we're not perfect. And God allowing us freedom allows us to live out those imperfections and suffer some of the consequences of them. Mm. What would you say to those people who say, well, COVID's not my fault? I didn't start it, you know what I mean? COVID's disease that that came from bats or whatever it is. Like, what are your thoughts? Well, that's right. I mean, just because a natural disaster happens or a pandemic happens does not mean that it was due to some specific act on the part of one specific person. Now, sometimes we do bring specific things on ourselves through our carelessness. But what we're talking about here is us suffering the consequences of what we might call general human imperfection. COVID started, I would suspect, however specifically it started, it started because we are not perfect people, we are not living in a perfect or healthy world. And as a result of that, the consequences spread 
throughout the world. It's not as if when natural disasters come or when pandemics come that only the bad guys get punished. I mean, if that were the case, we wouldn't have a problem. Our problem is the good people as well as the bad people, the people who, in a sense, are innocent. Uh, mm. suffering the consequences as well. And so I don't think it's a direct cause effect. I don't think, oh, this person's done this wrong thing, so that person suffers. You know, we live in a world where sadly we suffer the consequences of what we might call general imperfection. When Adam and Eve decided to go their own way at the beginning of human history, they, in a sense, tore down the whole world with it and uh, we're still suffering the consequences. Mm. Yes, the ripple effect is still going on. I had a thought as I was pondering this question earlier in the week, and that is that there are a couple of different kinds of people who tend to ask this style of question. Well, I mean, probably lots, but I'm just going to generalise. One, there's those who do believe in a powerful God, but then wonder why he fixes some problems and not others. But then also, secondly, there are those who aren't believers at all. Atheists, for example, who are trying to prove a point that the world is going down the tube, this proves there is no God. (laughs) Um, And I recently read something by a really good Christian apologist named Vince Vitale, and he pointed out that atheists have a really big problem when they make this argument, because by pointing to the problem of evil, they're agreeing that evil is actually an objective reality in the first place. So they're agreeing that things like murder and rape are wrong, for example. They're agreeing that a virus wiping out thousands of people is bad and sad and somehow, you know, messed up. Um, And by agreeing with this, they're not being very good atheists because in a truly atheist world, you know, it should be neither here nor there whether there's suffering because death and pain and destruction are just a neutral outcome in a chaotic world and we should all grow up and stop crying about it sort of thing. That's right. So what's happening, those thoroughgoing atheists are really claiming a certain set of objective absolute values when in fact we have to say, well, where are you getting those objective values from? Mm. Thoroughgoing atheism I think is so absurd and illogical. It's it's far more honest to be an agnostic and to say, look, I really Mm. don't know the answers to this or I really do have a problem with a good God allowing these things to happen. But to say a good God couldn't possibly allow these things to happen is, as you say, appealing to some sort of law above ourselves, some overarching principle, and we have to ask where that comes from. And also the other thing about the thoroughgoing atheist is So what's the advantage of giving up on God? I mean, I as a Christian, yes, have problems with this situation, but if I give up my belief in God because of this, I'm going from the frying pan to the fire. You're worse off. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And and as far as Christians feeling, well, you know, why doesn't a powerful God sort of step in and so on? I think, as I said before, God voluntarily limits his power. And as for that subsidiary question you touched on, well, why does God intervene in some things but not in others? For example, even in the COVID pandemic, why are some people getting off fairly lightly and some people suffering badly? I don't think it's because one lot of people are bad and the other lot of people are good. Um, mm. The simple answer to that is you don't know. But we are not living in a world which is thoroughly ordered mm. and micromanaged mm. by a God who certainly is the source of right and wrong. What we've got to understand, Claire, in, not only in COVID but in other things is that God's sovereign control over his world is not a tight micromanaging of everything that happens. Once God starts intervening in every single example of human imperfection, you've lost the freedom of humanity. God, as it were, steps back 
And it sounds crude, but he allows things to proceed. And I think what we've got to do with things like COVID and other things, we've got to see God's sovereignty, if you use that term, in a few different ways. Um, I certainly believe, number one, God will sustain us if we call out to him, number one. Number two, God can work good out of it if only we will discern and look for what is good. Mm. Number three, God will have the last word in this. How that will work out, I don't know. But I think that's where I see God's sovereign control in all this. Mm. Those are really good points. As you were just talking about God uh, not sort of being a micromanager, it brought to mind the idea that God has given us uh, agency to to represent him and his kingdom in the world, and so wherever it's in our power, he um, places on us the opportunity to make the difference and to and to pray for and to do good works and to love one another and to heal and to you know to do all that we can to bring his kingdom to the earth. So like. Um, I think sometimes when we say, why won't God do this? We forget that we can actually, we're called to partner with him in seeing his good spread on the earth. That's right. You see, we don't know all the answers to these questions. We scratch our heads and puzzle and shake our fist at God, all that sort of thing, because certain things aren't clear. But you've put your finger on something very important, Claire, that one thing is clear is we are always to help those in particular need, bear one another's burdens, be at the forefront of sacrificial caring for people. So while I think it's perfectly valid to wrestle with the questions we're wrestling with today, we can't be paralysed by them and sit in our chairs in front of our computers or in front of our books and say, why God, why God, why God? I don't think, for one thing, we'll find the definitive answer, number one. Mm. But number two, I think God says, as you've touched on, unfortunately, you won't know all the answers now. But go and do the things that you know are clearly commanded. Mm. Despite all the stuff that you don't know, what you do know is, as you've said, care for those other people. And this can become a means by which a bad thing like COVID can lead to some good in the sense that Christians can be seen to be expressing that love which God has commanded them to show to others. Mm. And just lastly as well, it doesn't mean when we don't sort of see things being solved overnight, it doesn't mean we stop praying, does it? No, no, no. I would hope that all Christian people are praying every day that this COVID epidemic be wiped out. Mm. I mean, I regularly pray that. Lord, Mm. wipe it all out because I do believe that he can do it. It's still a good I, but, prayer but, to pray, yeah. But it is, but I don't think he'll do it by sort of waving a magic wand. I think he will do it through what you've described as human agency, vaccinations, proper social controls and all this sort of thing. So I think we pray, number one, that this COVID pandemic go. Number two, we pray that we discern the best ways forward in terms of caring for people. And as people like me who lead churches, what's the best way forward? What is God saying to us through this that we may learn some good positive things through it? So we say, God, please take this away. It's almost like the Gethsemane prayer of Jesus, Mm. isn't it? Lord, Mm. make this cup pass from me. But in the end, your will be done. Lord, show me this day how I should properly behave in this challenging environment and how I can best serve those who are really struggling. Mm. Awesome. Thank you, David. Thank you, Claire. It's been another good chat. This has been Life Words, and I hope that that's been as helpful for you as it has for me. I love these conversations where we struggle with the difficult questions of the day and come up with some good ways forward. So you can subscribe to Life Words 
recommend the episode to your friends. And if you have a question you want to add to the podcast for us to tackle, send an email to lifewords at hopemedia.com.au. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.